Hey guys, how's it going? I'm pretty sure we're live. Uh, Rumble is always playing games with us when we go live. So uh, good to see you. Uh, thanks What's for up, being guys? here. Thanks for being here tonight. We had a last minute cancellation of our guest this week. So we decided what the hell, let's just go live and uh, do a Q&A and we'll talk about anything you guys want to talk about and just have some fun. And um, are we live? Can you tell, Aaron? <laughs> just making sure. I can't. Let me reload the page. I think we're uh, live. Yeah, we're yeah. live. Okay, good. Anyway, so yeah, if you guys have any questions for us, um, please put question in all caps in front of the question. And this way, because it's sometimes when the chat is flying by, it's hard for us to read or notice the questions. So we appreciate that. And we will try to get to as many as we can. And, you know, if you guys have any questions about any current events or anything that you want to get into, and there's some some stuff we kind of want to talk about tonight, but uh, we're just going to have fun with it. And just uh, we're going to, you know, just basically be responding to the chat most of the night and just having a conversation with all you guys. Um, Rebels of Disclosure is sponsored by Darth Maul. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe not. No, I guess you're saying that They're because, of, by Darth Maul. <laughs> because no. of the uh, the intro video that Mason made. No, it's just it was a cool, really cool Star Wars theme, and and that's the Duel of the Fates uh, theme song, which is really awesome, actually. I think. Um. So anyway, I guess yeah. There's a few things we want to get into tonight. Is uh, one, it, you know, the I put in the in the description current events and disinfo, and the reason I put disinfo in there is because I'm reading the Sands of Time series right now. This is book two. Yeah, uh, I have, I have about <laughs> yeah we're both reading it yeah my, mine's invisible i have about 30 pages left in the second book and i got the third one on the way but uh there's a lot of oh, information yeah. and if you don't know what these books pertain they uh pertain to they basically sean david morton you guys know him we've interviewed him before he was he knew somebody in the shadow government and after that man died during the Obama's inauguration, the Air Force delivered a stack of diaries to Sean David Morton's house. And basically, it's all of the, the, the man kept a meticulous journal of everything he had done in his time in the for the secret government. And he they were delivered to Sean David Morton's house and with a note basically asking him to share this with the public because he couldn't share it while he was alive due to NDAs. So Sean took them and turned him into a, a science fiction series, but it's based on a true story from the information about the shadow government in these journals. And there's a lot of information in these books about the disinformation program that, that was implemented by the government. And not only, it, and it gets, it's very, very convoluted. So what happened was originally they were putting disinformation in their own files in their own vault because they had like a mole they had a spy and they knew that that spy was giving information to the germans so they were creating completely fabricated projects and creating all the all of the legitimate paperwork work to where it there's nothing that's not real about it except the project isn't actually working it's not in operation but that information would be in the file. So any of the information that was shared with the Germans or whoever it was, it would be disinfo. So they were getting bad intel. So they're putting misinformation, disinformation in their own vault, first of all. 
which is something you have to think about. So even when certain files and documents are really are le leaked, that doesn't even necessarily mean that there was a real project. Right. And then. I mean, that's how, that's like, yeah, that's how deep the disinfo goes. And yeah. How, the lengths they'll go to keep people from knowing the truth of things. And then I'm going to read something from book two, because this gets a little more involved in how the lengths they went to for this disinformation program. Um, so he says, uh, didn't we have some guys working for us a few years back that were going to going around frightening folks that were talking too much? And he said, the registry. He goes, what do you call them now? We call we call them the MIB after the stuff from Gary Baker's book from a few years back, The Men in Black. He goes, what do you want with them? He goes, I want to increase their usage, but in a different direction. I want to use them to compromise folks, give them the power to, to provide some heavy disinformation to a couple of these researchers. I'm sending you a list now. So he sends them a list of, so what these guys do in the shadow government, they read all the UFO books and they read everything that everyone's putting out in the magazines and everything. I'm sure like today they listen to podcasts, but they would see who is closest over the target. So then he came up with a list of these researchers and he wanted them. And here's what he said next. He goes, leak them some high level stuff, make it come from a high ranking military types involved in special ops in advanced R&D areas. Rock solid backgrounds, prov provable if anyone looks really hard, make it plausible that we've reverse engineered alien spacecraft and are testing them. Include the cattle mutilation stuff as well. Blame it on a secret project at White Sands or Nellis. Have them start some crazy rumors about harp as well. Make them believe we're going to use uh, we're going to use it to heat up the atmosphere, to alter weather patterns over China or something or something to cause floods, storms, anything like that. So what's interesting about harp is in this book, harp was never the whole weather modification aspect of it was an unintentional side effect, according to this. The reason they even created HARP was because they were trying to patch up holes in the atmosphere, rips in our dimension, basically, where where we were having bleed through, where basically UFOs and ETs were like sneaking into our reality. And that's that's when we had the uptick of all the UFO sightings in the 40s and 50s, because that's when they were doing their time time travel experiments and tearing holes in the universe, basically. So the whole reason behind HARP was to basically put an entire sphere around the globe so that so that they could no longer penetrate our airspace and the side effects were was the weather modification and then they realized that they could also modify weather but well, right and then at that point they realized yeah wait we we can use it for that too and i'm sure they but but at the time they wanted they they purposely released documents that because they wanted people to believe that they intentionally created it to manipulate the weather and they didn't want anyone to know that it was created for this whole other reason. Right. To keep people away from knowing that. Right. 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 And, he's, and he said, got it. So when do we start on this? He goes, yesterday would be fine. Okay. Disinformation, then what? Discredit their disclosures? Exactly. Anyone on that list you think would buy that we could buy off to get to work for us inside their community? I had a couple of hunches, blah, blah, blah. Um, also, you remember the MK Ultra, the mind control stuff? Sure, about 10 years ago, we gave up on that when the funding dried up. He goes, have a collection of bright guys get together and rewrite the manuals, bring it up to date with the latest university research, then leak it as though if it's really going on right now. 
make people believe their encounters with the visitors are really nothing more than governments screwing with their heads with some kind of new ray gun or something. Get someone in the Air Force to write up some bogus report that explains away the Roswell crap. Roswell crap. The dumber, the better. I had, see, I had been seeing more and more books come out about the Roswell crash, and some of the writers were getting really close to, close to the truth. And he said, so the MIB are back in business. Good. This should be fun. But, and they keep talking more and more about this whole disclosure or di disinformation effort. And if that's true, if that's true information from these diaries, then it's, then you can only imagine what they're doing today. Like they were literally sending the men in black out to, to hunt down these researchers, give them disinformation for them to share and then come out and discredit it. You can only imagine that they, they've done it with whistleblowers. We don't know what whistleblowers have come forward. Uh, ET contactees, you know, sometimes the best disinfo agents are the ones who don't even know they're disinfo agents. They think they're they're translating and giving you real intel, but they might be being fed bullshit. You just don't know. And that's how you that's how this whole information war is played out. So I think it's just important to understand that just because even a whistleblower or even like a FOIA request document is released, it could be a completely fabricated document. We have to rethink the whole game here. Like some of this stuff might just be complete nonsense. <laughs> and uh, we just, we don't right. know. So just that's why, you why gotta yeah. take in every, like look at everything, look at, you know, do as much research as you can in all areas and as many different people as you can then also use your intuition and your gut and uh you can you can see when you when you step back and see the from a higher view and then look at everything um it's a lot easier than because what a lot of people do is they get tunnel vision on like one two or three different people or sources and that's all they see and then they just run with that narrative and they just think they have the truth doesn't work that way. I mean, you might get lucky and you might, you know, there's probably some truth mixed with not truth in there as well. That happens a lot. Just don't throw the baby out of the bathwater. A lot of times there's one person will share a bunch of stuff that is true, but then a bunch of stuff that is also not true. Yeah. Well, and, how are you and, filter out what's true and what's not true? Well, you got to do that yourself. No one's going to come in and tell you. So uh, we all And in spoiler alert for the book. So this shadow government there's a group of less than 10 people involved that have the full scope of the everything that's happening on and off planet according to this book and boss one they call him the head honcho guy he was in communication with this very highly advanced race of ets one individual in particular and he would have meetings with him the guy with the et would literally phase into his office and they would have meetings with meeting with meetings with him well it wasn't until later that they realized that this et this high advanced et was literally giving him misinformation <laughs> and right. you know he's thinking it's coming from like this this highly advanced race and they realized he realized they realized he was being played so even when an et the ets were given our shadow government misinformation you don't think they're given contactees misinformation especially the most popular contactees right now and yes and on that point exactly and let me just re-emphasize what you just said so because a lot of people love to use this as an argument that that 
somebody is legit and that therefore everything they say is truth and we should all be listening to them and following them just because somebody has some kind of et contact or proven ufo contact or proven et contact just because that and and even that is like debatable a lot of times but let's say it's proven they're having some kind of et contact some kind of ufo contact some kind of otherworldly contact of some kind that does not mean <laughs> that their information is still good or that all of their information is good or they're not being played like you just said um or that it's good and or that it's not a part of the dark agenda because what is the dark what do they love to do they love to use people to you know put them on a pedestal put them out there as a shining light that get everyone to follow them but it's all a bunch of disinfo and it's leading into their agenda. It's getting right. everyone to form this like cult, like group hive mind group think mentality where you're all, you're all following the same person and the same narrative and the same information. But then if you, if you really listen to the information and the, and the feeling behind it and what it's saying and uh, what's behind it, um, you know, you can really get those red flags start to come up and you're like, something, something's not right here. And then you see the behavior of, of the person or the people connected to that person. You should right. start seeing some red flags. L listen to your gut feeling, like listen to your intuition. Um, let's just, let, let's just say the false light is real. Right. And, and there are people that are going to, you know, the devil, the, the devil will never show up as the devil, right? Right. They're going to, and they love wowing you with information. So that's why people like this, they're constantly coming out every two seconds with new okay. intel, new intel, new intel. Oh, look at this. This is happening now. This is happening now. New intel. What it will ask because that wows people into, oh my God, this, they get, you know, gets you all excited and it hooks you. They need to keep people hooked. It's like sleight of hand. Like you're, you, you get right. enamored by the information and you don't even see the agenda. Um, right. exactly. Okay. So anyway, I just thought it was important um, to talk about that. And because I'm just realizing like so much reading this book, these books of just like this is the inside scoop of like the, the inner workings of the shadow government and how everyone stabs each other in the back. No one can trust anyone. You know, as soon as as soon as you freaking make one mistake, they don't give you a chance to kill you, you know. Uh, the, and you know, they, there's less than 10 people because the guy he asked, he goes, what happened to the guys before me? And they said, they're in mental institutions, the guys who held all the keys to the kingdom, who had knowledge of the universe, the ET, the whole scope, they don't, they don't just get to retire and go live on a beach. They, they get their minds scrambled and they end up in a mental institution. So, you know, that was years ago. Who knows what it looks like now? But it becomes very apparent after reading these books that really no one's in control. Like even like even the, the guys who hold all the secrets and all the keys, like there's really no one actually in control. And that's the reason for the secrecy, because everyone is so scared. It's a, it's a war and everyone is so scared of losing their grip on what is actually happening. They don't want those secrets to get out because they want to be in control. And it's just a cesspool of dark agendas and uh, unjust behavior um okay well let's let's check out some of these questions oh question are you still on good terms with ben and rob from edge of wonder 
it'd be cool to see if you do uh, Ford do a show. We haven't really talked to them in, in a long time, actually. A long time. Not yeah. I mean, we're not necessarily on bad terms with them, but we still we don't really stay in communication with them. Yeah, we kind of went separate ways uh, years mm -hmm. back. Um, again, not on bad terms, just we kind of just went our own separate ways, and we wish them all the best. You know, we we I hear they're doing great work still, so you know, hope they keep it up. But uh, yeah, yeah, we're just kind of doing our own thing. Um, question: uh, What are your thoughts on these sickos, celebrities, politicians, etc., being held accountable for their crimes against humanity? Infamous boot brace. Are they really gone? Gitmo. That's a great question. I, you know, sometimes you, you can't help but to notice if you look at some of these celebrities, they don't look like they used to. Uh, like Oprah, for one. I mean, that's a pretty obvious right. one. Uh, Hillary Clinton is, there's very clear difference in the old Hillary, new Hillary. Joe Biden, like you can probably go through all the, all of the, all of the politicians at this point. There's been like 10 different Joe Bidens. <laughs> so I I mean, I, you know, it's all speculation and people will be like, where's the sauce? But I think it's highly likely that some of these people are not with us anymore or they are in Gitmo and or house arrest, whatever it looks like. And we are literally seeing their their clones or body doubles or whatever it is. And it's this reminds me of a James Caspel interview years ago when he talked about being an assassin for the, the shadow government, basically. And he was ordered to take out one of the it was like a lesser known person in the royal family. And him and his team went in and literally offed this man. And he said that and they they, they took the body away. They had the whole thing, whatever. And he said literally the next day or like the next month, the following Monday, he saw that guy in the news already. He said, that's how fast they, they swapped out. They put the clone in his place. He said, they like, they literally took this guy out and he was dead. And then he saw him on the news on Monday. They never announced his death. They just kept things going. The show must go on. And he's mm -hmm. like, that's what's happening. He goes, who you, he goes, the yeah. people you see on TV are not who you think they are. Mm -hmm. So, and we did a whole not, webinar. We did a whole webinar on that. Right. But I would so, not be surprised if um I would not be surprised at all if a lot of them are actually in jail or not even with us anymore. Or or have died years ago and you know. Right. It's been mass clones and body doubles, you name it, CGI, they go down the list, deep fake. Um, there's a number of ways they can fake a person still being alive. And we, we did a whole webinar on that. If you guys haven't seen it yet, go check out our webinar. Um, what's it called, Tyler? Well, <laughs> it's an illusion. It's, it's an illusion. Yeah. It's an illusion. Uh, Movie magic is not just for Hollywood. Uh, or it's just called the clones webinar. Yeah. Um, it's um, on rumble. It's here on rumble. Yeah. Check it and, out if you haven't yet. And speaking of, I, I just jumped straight into all the information. I wanted to actually talk about our conference a little bit, too, and just remind everybody that May 16th or May 13th is the Rebels of Disclosure Conference coming up right around the corner. And tickets are still available, rebelsofdisclosure.com. And I was actually going to share my screen and uh, go through some of those speakers. Um, this, just act like this is like a little like paid infomercial right now real quick. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah here's the infomercial break right 
Can you see this, Aaron? Uh, yep, I can see it. All right. So, um, yeah, here's the website, guys. Rebelsofdisclosure.com, May 13th through the 16th in Grafton, Illinois. Four-day passes are $377. They include a live stream pass. One-day passes are $99, and you can pick each day individually um, once you click buy tickets. And then meal plans are $270, and that includes 10 meals plus gratuity, and the purchase deadline is May 6th for those. And sorry, the food prices have increased along with everything else in the world. So we had to raise the meal plan. Um, the meal plan is literally zero profit in it for us. It just pays for the meal. <laughs> like it's that simple. It right. pays for your meal. Right. It, it literally just covers the food. We're not making a profit off of. And off of um, can't make it in, in person, join us virtually. Livestream dollars are livestream dollars. Livestream passes are $88 or a virtual pass. And kids 12 and under are free. And the four-day passes include a livestream pass. So that's a bonus value if you show up. And you can buy tickets at the door. And uh, just really quick, Niara Isley, Tony Rodriguez, Jackie Kenner, Lowell Johnson, Lexi Eisenhower, Mason Fury, Laura Eisenhower, me and Aaron are going to uh, do a presentation this year. Vivian Chauvet, Brad Olson, Sherry Divban, and Jerry Wills. And if you click each one of their pictures, it takes you to their information about them and what their presentation is going to be about. The schedule's on here. All the information. Um, there's also, I skipped it, the Telegram chat. If you guys want to join the Telegram group and coordinate rides or look for a roommate. Some people are looking for roommates because the, you know, the venue's already sold out, but there's still uh, lodging available in town and you can camp on site and get an Airbnb. All those options are still available and everything you need is here. Venue information, fly into St. Louis Lambert international, just 43 miles from the venue. Here's, here's a list of nearby hotels, what to bring vendors. If you want to be a vendor, just click here and there's an application that that deadline is March 15th. So anyone interested in being interested in being a vendor at the conference, you can click there. And there's a whole list of frequently asked questions here for anyone who uh, needs some questions answered. So there's that. That's all I wanted to do. I'll stop to share and um, bring us back here. Sorry for the interruption, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be an amazing time, guys. Uh, you're, yeah, you're not going to want to miss it. Um, highly, highly, highly recommend. And not just because it's our conference. Uh, like it truly is an amazing time. And um, I think you will be happy that you went if you choose to go. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Can't, can't wait um, to see as many there as possible. Okay, let's go on to the next question. Tyler and Aaron, what is the scariest thing that ever happened to you or that you witnessed? Oh, man. I mean, if Tyler, gonna, you're, that's your question. <laughs> if you've we're going to talk about like horrifying like i've been you know i've been attacked a lot and over the years in my sleep sleep paralysis uh, shadow people the succubus mm -hmm. um which is something i don't really talk about publicly but where it's basically being raped by a ghost is <laughs> i mean is all all you can say and um that actually was quite literally the scariest thing that's ever happened to me and i and i didn't know how to get out of it and it was it was horrible in ways that I can't describe. And I'll just leave it at that without getting into any of the details. So you asked. <laughs> uh, yeah. But it's, it made me realize like there's like, 
these people aren't crazy when you hear some of this stuff, you know, and I have no problem saying it and whatever, whatever anyone wants to think of me, you know, if I'm, they think I'm nuts or not, but. Um, and you've had, and I mean, you were attacked for years on end, um, <laughs> multiple times a week, if I remember correctly, right. You'd have like entities, sleep paralysis with like an entity in your room. So a lot of times on top of you. Um, oh yeah. I mean, it's, I could go on and on. Shadow games. Uh, I, you were even levitated <laughs> and moved around, like slammed onto your bed. That that was the first one. Um, I mean, yeah, I could go on and on about had, all the, all those negative experiences, but it's like it's just so dark. And and I realize when I tell a lot of those stories, it's like emotionally exhausting for me because I relive it. So, <clears throat> um, if anybody, one of, my, one, of my favorite, one of my favorites of yours is not one of the scarier ones. It's it's just interesting to me because i'm wondering i'm just curious what it was or who it was the one where you were in your basement with your girlfriend at the time and you heard foot or she heard the footsteps first and you're just like oh it's my dogs but then you heard it upstairs and then you ran up there well you said first you heard it was like it sounded like somebody was on a phone call like one end of a phone call mm -hmm. and they were like yeah. walking around and then you ran up there and no one's up there and all the doors were oh, locked nothing right. you checked like every room and you're like what the hell so full disclosure, this was my party days back then. And we, uh, it was a girl that I just started seeing and she was staying at my house that weekend and we were out drinking and I fell asleep already and she woke me up. She's like shaking me. She's like, somebody's walking around in your house. I'm like, no, it's the dogs. And she's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, it's the dogs. I was just tired and drunk. I didn't want to wake up. And and she's like shaking. She goes, that is not the dogs. And then I'm listening. I'm like thinking to myself, that's not the dogs. <laughs> like somebody's walking around and my heart starts racing. <laughs> my heart starts racing, you know. And at the time I had this like big Rambo knife next to my bed. And so I grabbed the knife and she's like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to go see like what it is. And she's like holding on to my arm the whole time. And we're walking over to the stairs and I'm sleeping in my basement at the time. Um, and I, and I open, I'm, I'm at the bottom of the stairs listening and I could literally hear somebody talking upstairs. It sounded like one end of a phone call. So I'm like, Oh fuck, what do I do? Like there's somebody in my house right now. So I ran up the stairs as fast as I could with that knife in my hand. Like, I'm just gonna, I'm like, I'm just gonna go scare the hell out of these people and like flip the script on them and whatever I need to do at the top of the stairs, I'll just take care of it. I'm going to wing it. And I ran up the stairs as fast as I could. And like, expecting to see somebody in the kitchen because that's what it sounded like and there was nothing there and i like walked through the whole house you know like i'm probably like a mm -hmm. like a in a movie or something you know you're peeking around the corners and i i didn't did see you anything. make out any of the words did you make out any of the words they were saying on the phone no, call? Not, no i couldn't it was just like faint really, but it was yeah. definitely talking right right words okay and i and i even looked outside and and I didn't see anything. And, and then I come back downstairs and would go lay down. And I'm just like, I, I put the knife back to fall asleep. And and uh, she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm going back to sleep. And she's like, how? She goes, are you kidding me? Like, she goes, you're not freaking out right now. I was like, no, I'm you. I'm used to this kind of stuff. She's like, well, I'm fucking not. And, <laughs> and uh, anyway, it was funny. But yeah, that wasn't, I, I, can't believe you got me to tell that story but yeah my favorite and my and my yeah my favorite part of that is right after you're just like oh well i'm just gonna go back to sleep i mean <laughs> like i had nothing. already been like 
like the attacks at that point had been years into it right. so i'm just that like, was nothing right at that point right I'm like it, it, there's time. nothing on top of me in my room trying to suck my life force energy i'm cool you know right right i'm, I'm just curious what that was like was that an entity or was that a person of some kind Dude, who knows like, they, that like teleported in and out before you got up there or something who knows no. um okay so Question, do you guys have any tips on staying relaxed during these challenging times? Um, no. Meditate. <laughs> yeah, meditate. Meditate as much as possible and um, stay out of fear as much as possible. Get in nature as much as possible. Um, and, yeah, and I have a, I do have a tip. So I was, you know, all these solar flares that we were impacted with recently and the whole midwest was covered in fog which was completely manipulated in my opinion uh, that was not natural like we literally didn't see the sky for seven days here in st louis i'm not talking about the sun the sky even at night it was a blanket if you wanted to look at the sky you couldn't you couldn't even see the tops of buildings and towers it was just like something settled in they didn't want us to see or they didn't want us to get to the effects of the solar flare but I felt like I was plugged in, like there was a low voltage current running through me the whole time and I just couldn't relax. And Julia Marie, who we just had on the show, she's always in tune with me. That's why I said she's my go-to healer when I'm like out of balance and stuff. She reached out and she's like, is everything okay? I'm like, and, you know, my, my physical body was kind of hurting. So anyway, she offered to, you know, do a session and, and she was able to send her team in and like basically completely like shower me with this like peace and love this blissful energy that just melted over my melted over and through my whole body and i could actually feel like my top of my head tingling and it just completely relaxed me and it took any of the anxiety away and everything that i was worried about it just all melted away so what the whole my whole point of that is like maybe sometimes like we we aren't even able to calm ourselves down in certain situations so if you seek out like a healer or somebody you know that works with like Reiki or energy healing, uh, they might be able to help you too. And like, just constantly make sure that you're like energetically in line and meditation, obviously that helps keep your mind calm. But um, sometimes we, you know, when we're in those lower frequencies, we can't pull ourselves out of it. So we have to ask for help and just don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, yes, exactly. Uh, the chat right now. Hi guys. Uh, the report I am getting is that the SSP will never release their technology to us humans as long as they are still in control. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, yeah, that's that's an. I have no idea if that's true or not. It's likely that they're not just gonna you know give us all give us show us their hand. I don't think it's gonna happen like that. You know, we don't even have the infrastructure for that technology to even implement it into our society. Like we have a we have a, there's a process here. There's like an order of operations. So, um, well, I'm, the first I'm, thing, the, the ahead, first thing we would get, in my opinion, is some kind of lower level free energy that at least give at least is free energy where it's we're not no longer paying electricity bills and gas bills and all that kind of stuff. And um, be able to heat our homes for free and run all of our electronics for free, <laughs> um, and and water as well, clean water. 
clean food, clean water, clean up the planet. Um, and then that, and I think the, the travel stuff as far as like, Oh, we're all going to have hover cars and flying craft and stuff like that. Probably a little bit farther down the road because, um, because where are you going to I don't fly? know. That's it? just the way I see it. I mean, I, right. Right. Exactly. Um, and like you said, there has to be an infrastructure for some of the stuff, which there isn't yet. And then the health stuff, obviously. So like everyone talks about the med beds, med beds. Well, maybe that's part of it, but I think there's going to be more than just that. Um, um, for one, we're not going to have the, the uh, mainstream medical industry and big pharma like we have now, like that's going to have to change. And doctors like we current, like it's all going to have to change to actual like real, <laughs> I'm sorry, but real information and real health care, not just sick care like we have now. Um, and things like Rife technology, the Rife machine, stuff like that. And, and Tesla tech that's healing and um, frequency technology, sound healing technology, which is the same thing, basically. Um, things like the Omnia patch uh, are going to be mainstream, you know, all these kinds of things right. um, are going to become mainstream and they're going to, and because uh, right now it's like, we kind of have them, but it's on a very, you know, little pockets here and there and on a smaller scale, but like, it's going to become common knowledge, you know, that's part of it. And no more, you know, well, here's the thing about the free energy. Just let me just go on this. So like, how many inventors of free energy tech and anti-gravity tech and stuff like that have been killed or paid off, killed, gone missing over the last hundred, maybe hundred plus years. Right. And this is not even including Tesla. So obviously there's Tesla and, uh, and Rife and stuff like that. But like, there's been so many since then that, uh, so we're not going to have this deep state at some point anymore once they're completely gone to take them out, to keep squashing that. So naturally, even if there's not like some concerted thing to bring it out, like we're gonna, humans have been already naturally coming up with this stuff, but it keeps getting squashed and hidden from us and taken and confiscated. And then they use it for nefarious purposes or just keep it locked away. Well, that's not gonna, that's that's all over now, in my opinion. Like now we're moving into a time where people are gonna be able to, hey, I invented this uh, free energy thing and able to actually bring it out without um these you know thugs and stuff uh killing them well, off hiding. a perfect a perfect example is the sands of time book when he develops the rocket right. the, the like the long-lasting rocket fuel that burns forever basically and whenever it was introduced to whoever the higher ups they mm -hmm. just took it and they took it and right. silenced him told him never talk about it again right and they already had to actually, they had already developed it, but they don't want that patent. They don't want other people knowing about that. So that means that right. even if the rocket program was like, people say, Oh, the Saturn five rocket could have never went to the moon because it couldn't hold enough fuel to make it back. Well, that's true. Maybe that, maybe the rocket never went to space. Maybe that never happened. And we got to the moon through a jump room or a completely different way. Or let's just pretend that the rocket could make it to space. And this would immediately debunk the theory that it didn't, couldn't hold enough fuel. Well, if they had developed some sort of fuel that burned essentially forever and we didn't know about it and it was in that rocket, I mean, a very long lasting burning fuel, uh, right. that's very highly likely possibility that they're just using a different type of fuel that we, you know, we're just thinking, Oh, they can't make it with a regular rocket fuel. Hydrogen. Right? Hydrogen, yeah. the most abundant thing in the universe. Right. <laughs> like 
and and like like what's what's his name that uh even was able to modify car engines to run on water uh gary webb is that there is Gary Webb. There's a couple and, of them, actually. Yeah, there's a couple of them, but he was one of them, and then they killed him. Killed him off. Got rid of the technology. Um, so there's, there's a really good Steve. Greer, you know, say what you want about Stephen Greer. Blah blah blah. Um, his documentaries are great. I'm sorry, they just are. Uh, and and his, I think it's his latest one, is all about this topic. It's it it covers almost it, all the main ones, at least all the main free energy inventors over the last hundred years, and. He, he goes through all their story and then how they were killed off and silenced and blah, blah, blah. Some of them he personally had apparently talked to and worked with. Um, and then he kind of goes into some aspects of the technology and how it works and blah, blah, blah. It's called uh, The Lost Century. I believe it's still on Amazon. If you can find it, I believe it's on Amazon still. So go check that out. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, David Adair. So if you watch those uh, four Michael Sala interviews, the four part, interviews he did with Michael Sala. Uh, David Adair himself, and he invented a bunch of stuff and he was told, he was he, every time he'd get all excited about it and then they would come in and say, shut they it down, shut it down, shut it down. Yeah. Shut it down immediately. And he's like, what are you talking about? Shut it down, this is amazing. And they're like, no, it's, it's uh, they would always use the excuse of um, either national security or- Not enough money or- yeah, yeah. They're, they're basically national security was always the the famous well, excuse. Here's the thing, and they would take the they would they hire the inventors, they get them to invent the stuff, and then they they act like they shut it down, but it actually gets funneled over into a different corporation. Like they act exactly. They don't like actually William Tompkins, William Tompkins book selected by extraterrestrials, they talk about that TRW. They were literally they would send out like agents, like recruiters to go look for these people who were inventing all this stuff, and they would hire them. They would bring them in and hire them, get them to invent all this crazy free energy stuff, the smartest minds in the world. And then they would they would take the invention, shut down the program, send it over to the secret space program or whoever was going to develop it out. And then find mm -hmm. guys and literally burn the files. I mean, and if not, sometimes kill these men. And right. William Tompkins would talk about that. And like one of them was the steam motor, like the hydrogen motor. They did a test run of it in the parking lot of trw and realized it worked and they killed the guy they, they they didn't just kill him they like they it was very disturbing what they did to his wife and his kid like it was a whole nasty thing um it really gives you insight on who these people are yeah. in in the cabal in the deep state like these i mean they're you like if you see the stuff that they do like they, they can't be human you know or some of them are but they're the ones controlled like the ones above them are not human clearly because they despise humanity with a burning passion and the things that they do like that like that's why the planet is in the state it's in because there are not humans that have been enslaving the planet for a long long time but that's changing now and now we're going to be able to govern ourselves take take back our power and uh not have all these um things go on anymore that we're actually able to thrive instead of so, being enslaved. So that's where we're moving right. in. That's why so, the future. Just so we can get back to the questions here. Anyways, there's a lot to get to. And sorry guys, we're moving really slow on this, but you know, if we don't, why not spend some time on it? Uh, we had a few questions come in before the show even went live. So I'm going to go through those. Okay. Um, somebody shared Steven Greer's website. You can find the lost entry apparently on his website. Um, the, so, yeah. 
Jack Doubleday asked, is time alive? Can we talk to her? Does she enjoy sunsets or sunrises? Um, I'm just going to answer that in one sentence. Time doesn't exist. So no. <laughs> time, time doesn't exist. You're right. It's an experience you're having, but ultimately time does not exist. There's only the now moment. Right. That's all that actually exists. And, and, then, and if you like, even in this book, they talk, they have, they, it's all about the origins of time travel. The Sands of Time books are all about the origins of, of time travel. The secret wasn't UFOs. The secret was that our shadow governments have been time traveling since the 40s and 50s and Germany before that. And that's what the whole these books are about. And it, it it's a whole temporal war. And it really brings a whole new meaning to everything that we see in the Mandela effects and the reason mm -hmm. they needed the harp machine to patch up all these holes and blah, blah, blah. Well, it's just gotten out of hand, but either way. So, but they, they said in the book that like when they, they asked these other beings, like, what do they experience time the same way? They're like, no, it's, we don't experience it the same way, but we still experience time. It's, it's not until you're like, who knows what dimension or density where you just don't experience time anymore. Um, okay. So. Hi, Tyler and Aaron. Love your show. Have you heard of Gosha, a channeler of the Tijetans, who complained that parts of the Galactic Federation not being trustworthy are not being trustworthy? Since it's a conglomerate of ETs, there are some species in it that want humanity to remain in duality so they can use it to further as their playground. What do you think of this? I think we kind of talked about that at the beginning. I think absolutely that's possible. Um, there's possible. probably... The thing, the thing about the Galactic Federation is, um, they're really, it's like, they're like, ba I, I see them as humans. I see them exactly like us, but in a different frequency and we just can't see them because they're just a little higher than us. And, um, what was I going to say? Maybe oh, so a little bit wiser overall, a little bit more, right? But, overall, but more advanced but, technology, obviously, but ultimately they're still humans. They're still us. They're right. just, they're not perfect. They're just in a frequency that we can't perceive. And, um, our friend Katie Weiss, um, who we had her on the show a month or so ago, and she talked about, you know, her channelings with the Federation, which is completely different than the stuff you get from like Megan Rose and Elena Denon and all those people. Like it's coming from a much higher like it's a much different type of channeling from the federation yeah. it's actually the most that i resonate with but she told me off camera she was she was talking to them one time they were talking to her and they said something and she goes oh so you guys are still awakening too and she said she could literally feel their offense to that question they were <laughs> they were offended and they they like they they all paused and they said, that's a very curious thing for a human to say. And like, so they did, they think they didn't even realize that they were still awakening. They thought they had like achieved there you this. Go. Right. It's like, and oh, we so, got it all figured out. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's not even that it's like, they're just a different version of us. It's really not. That's what I'm trying to say. It's not. So. If right. that's the case, then that means, yes, there's going to be probably some assholes and some people who aren't going to comply and some people, some rogue groups. And who knows, they could be given bad information to certain contactees. And in my opinion, here, this is my opinion to so take it for what, it, you know, take it with a grain of salt if you want. But any beings 
or groups that are interacting that are well definitely that are in 3d still or that are like any in any way kind of like directly interacting with 3d reality and us um in 3d that the, that alone says that they're they're at a pretty low level as far as like they're not that far higher evolved than us if, if that's the right. case because otherwise they would be in a higher dimension and they wouldn't be directly interacting in that way unless they come as like a star seed like a lot of us are in my opinion where they, where you physically incarnate to help that way or or they're helping from like you know beaming energy or whatever something like that but like or with dreams or you know more subtle ways not like oh we're gonna fly our ship down and do these things and you know take you up on a ship physically and if you're if they're doing that they're they're pretty much they're not that much above um right where it might be. and, they just and have maybe more advanced maybe, technology basically right and they could be there you know they might be they might be playing god too for all we know you well know? that yeah well look at the ancient pasts of all the ets that have played god on our planet and it's in the ancient texts you know in the right. bible Old testament all those that could translate as god they're just clearly right. ETs, crazy psychopathic ones many times and, playing god tell everyone oh they they're god because look how you know they have all this advanced technology that's very wowing again with the wow factor that right that is able to you know and and then so many different people are channeling so many different groups and each group you know all has a vision of how they think things should happen here on earth how they want things to play out to serve themselves so that's where we get the competing narratives Obviously, there's right. yeah. That's that's where we get to competing narratives. This is like it's it's a very it's a mess right now, honestly. And sometimes I think, you know, we've said this before, but I don't. I think some people might think they're channeling an ET, and they might be talking to a three letter agency or something. You know, uh, which yeah, might have I, ETs that like if you're silly to think that the three letter agencies aren't comprised of ETs as well. Right, right. Like so, negative, they might have negative ones. Right, right. exactly. Um, so yes, um, I do believe that some of these groups are not trustworthy to answer your question. Now that doesn't mean there aren't benevolent ones as well. And here's the thing. It's not like there's just one, because people like to talk about the galactic federation as if there's only one group and that's it. It's like, I don't, I think there's probably like tons and tons of different groups at all different levels with all different kinds of agendas or motivations levels of um you know evolution that they're at and all kinds of stuff and i think they're it's all of the above like i almost every time when you're at you're trying to figure out the answer to a question and you're like is it this or that like it's just like one option or the other it doesn't right. work that way it's it's like it's both of those things and all of this other stuff it's like all right. of the above but it's just a matter of like you have to figure out what you're tapping into Right. what you're listening to or what you're hearing it could be from any one of those things so just because and that's how easy it is for people to be duped because if you're only looking at information it's really easy to get wowed by information right yeah and it might be complete bs somebody might just completely be making it up but it's really wowing information and then you just believe it because you're wowed by it right this is why we really have to use discernment we really have to look at as many different sources as we can and I mean, go within and really get in touch with your higher self and your heart and then your heart and your gut. And that way you're able to sense the truth. The truth is a frequency and you can, you can feel right. it and sense it. Right? And, and some people literally are blinded by a hypnotic spell. I mean, like 
Like sometimes like an entire audience, entire following could be under a spell and they don't even realize it until they're not in it. And, and you right. just believe blindly everything that that person's telling you. And that's why, that's why no one's information lines up anymore. You have Kim Gogwin or whatever, like she has right. all this information. And then you have Ismail Perez. He has all this information. You have Elena Dinan. She has all this information, but they're all three claim that they're the only ones getting it. And they all attack each other. And, and they all attack each oh, other. Oh, I'm the real one. No, I'm the real one. That's not coming from a loving place. That means it's right. not coming from a loving being. And what 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 we see is like competing bloodlines, I think. Like there's different bloodlines here that all like, it's all the power trip basically. And so we don't try and give, we don't give too much power away to any of those people that are bringing that information that claiming that they're the only one. In our opinion, that's the biggest red flag out there. So um, a lot of times people want us to interview these people and uh, we just don't resonate with that type of warfare because that's what it is. It's, you know, it, it just simply can't be, it's just not coming from a loving place. Whenever you have to defend, you have to literally put down everyone else to defend your narrative. That's, there's something majorly wrong there. If someone's trying to recruit you to their team, major red flag. If someone's trying to say, you have to believe every word I say because it's it's the it's the truth, red flag. Um, if they're if they feel like they have to constantly attack others and claim that other people are stealing their stuff and um clearly they're threatened by all these other people, and that's why they feel they have to constantly attack them and and uh, sell you on the idea that they're legit. If somebody's trying, always trying to sell you that they're real and they're legit, major red flag in my opinion. Right. Just my opinion. Yeah. Take it with a grain of salt if you want. That's that's my um, two cents on that. All right. So next question: um, What do SSP abductees look like physically when they are out in space? Do they have another body? Does do their faces look like themselves? Thank you. So this is this can be answered in a number of ways. So if I mean. If you're taken physically in your physical front altar, you're, you are taken, then it's going to look like you and your age regressed and brought back. Obviously, it's, obviously it's going to look like you. If your consciousness is abducted and put into a clone body, it might not look like you at all. It could be a female, could be anything, um, whatever the situation is. Um, so it's really interesting. Or sometimes, sometimes like uh, the Halo series, the way it depicts the, their and back in that show is they the the person who's taken never comes back the guy he's taken from his family master chief and he's brought into the super soldier program and he's replaced with a clone as a kid and the clone grows up with the family and the family has no idea their child was swapped out with a clone and that's you know that's a different way to look at it so some of some of the people um, like I think Tony Rodriguez and Daryl James and Dan Cooper, a lot of these people think that they might actually be clones. Like here, we're literally talking to some clones. So um, I think it could look like you and it might not look like you, depending on the situation and the technology being used in the group that's using you. Okay. Question. My husband, 62 years old, is asking, when do you think it will be exposed publicly that there have been and are aliens working for us and against us in plain sight, unbeknownst to us. I think that part of the disclosure is probably sooner than we think. I think at some point, like before we know it, um, 
we're going to realize that the ETs are, are here and, you know, working with the government. I don't know how soon, but I think it's going to be one of the earlier stages of disclosure. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that, Aaron? Mm. Sorry, what was the <laughs> what was the question again? What were you in the chat reading? I'm reading the chat. Yeah, I'm I'm not in the same part apparently. No, I'm way way back. I haven't I have my Oh, you must be because I didn't see that. It's way up there. I, it's pause. I'm just so I don't miss any of the questions. Oh, okay. Um, it was. Um, come on, Aaron, get with it. When do you think it will be exposed publicly that there have been and are aliens working for us and against us in plain sight, unbeknownst oh, to us? Oh, yeah. Um, well, that that so the nature of that question itself is assuming disclosure is only something that's going to come from like the government or media, I'm assuming, is like, when's it going to be disclosed? Well, disclosed by who? So if you're talking about the government media, you're talking about um two of the main uh institutions of the of the false control system that we're in they're not going to disclose shit to you that's true or that is uh for your good in my opinion because they're part of this control system unless things drastically change um so i would not even don't worry about what the government is saying in fact anything the government's saying or the media saying it's probably the exact opposite of the truth. <laughs> Nine times out of 10 or more, it's the exact 180 opposite of the truth until things drastically change again. Right. Uh, so if that's still in place, the same governments and media and those kinds of things, mainstream science, blah, blah, blah. Um, disclosure is not going to, real disclosure is not going to come from them. So you're not going to be told real stuff or maybe just tiny little bits and pieces that, you know, they want to throw you out there that that happens to fit in with their agendas. Right. Um, so I, I think you said this, like that's going to be one of the last things to happen. That's if not the last thing, the last part of disclosure is that you get some kind of mass. We're going to tell you all, you know, about all these ET races and all this stuff. Um, so it's well, only going to come through. But I think, but what I said is, I think we're like one of the fir first things we might find out is that ETs have been working with the government. Like, I think we might well, find right. that out, but they won't tell right, us right. anything. They won't tell again, us anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like they might tell you, but again, like it has, it depends on, you know, if these controllers are still around or not. They're like once they're completely gone and there's no more deep state players like controlling things and manipulating things. Um, then I think you'll start, we'll start getting the actual truth of like, Hey, these are the ETs that have been, uh, working with us and, or the negative ones that have been kind of manipulating us. Right. And here's the benevolent ones that were trying, been trying to help. And they're just now kind of able to, you know, um, so and at some point they're going to, they're going to come out. Like in my opinion, there's already ETs here living among us. Oh Yeah. The it ones exactly that like look more, more like us that can blend in are the ones living among us um, that aren't like cloaked well, or something. All of, almost all of the ETs, like they're, they're describing the Santa Time book and like a lot of the contactees, they're human. They're humans looking. They, we wouldn't even right. know the difference. You wouldn't know the difference. Right. Um, exactly. Now, there are, they do talk about the grays and reptilians and all that stuff. But, um, and there's ones that are like really tall, the tall Nordics yeah. that are like, you know, when they're like seven feet tall and like 
then it starts being like, okay. So it says, uh, question, will you guys resume interviews on YouTube and when? So Aaron started a backup channel and he's been uploading our library over there. I, I imagine once the library gets caught up and you'll eventually the current interviews will be going back on the YouTube as well. If we, if we still make it that far, cause the, we already got a strike again on YouTube when that channel. Yeah. So. yeah, guys. So I created a, I created another YouTube channel. If you haven't seen it yet, um, still called journey truth podcast. I'm uploading 90% ish of all of our content starting from the very beginning and moving to present day. But like Tyler said, YouTube has already given us a strike again. So we'll see how long it lasts. It might not last very long or it might last a while. Who knows? We'll see. But um, I'm I'm trying to get caught up to present day, but I'm going in order. So right now I'm in like the one, I don't know, 130s or 40s, something like that. Um, episode number um so it's going to take me at least a few more weeks to get caught up to present day once i can start uploading again in about i think four days or so um so uh, guys really quick but that's a backup channel rumble is our main channel rumble is our main platform so that's kind of be we're using that as like a backup for so now please like and subscribe but um, if you still want to use youtube feel free to subscribe and you know so, and watch the old episodes if you haven't watched all those old there's a lot of gems a lot of old gems in there so there are feel free so, to watch them. really quick uh jack doubleday he has a new podcast called transition to new terra and he mm -hmm. just he has a few episodes up i think aaron's on one of them i was and the first one he was the first one and um so go over to uh, you can either probably type in Jack Doubleday or transition to New Terra on YouTube and or and Rumble and go subscribe over there to Jack Doubleday. If you guys saw the video on the Archons I did the other day with him talking about it, that's actually from his most recent interview. I just want to give him a shout out really quick. So um go, you, check that, go check that out. Transition to New Terra podcast. Yeah, it's fantastic. Check it out. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's see. What other question? Question. A lot of this stuff seems to be happening in the USA. Is there anything happening in Australia or New Zealand? Thanks, guys. I mean, I've, I've, yeah, I don't know. I guarantee you there is. Yeah. I, this is a global effort right now. I don't know what's happening over there. I can only speculate. Um, I, I would imagine it's kind of similar everywhere right now. Since we yeah. live in the USA, we just kind of get more of that... Um, information i guess naturally us and canada and north america i guess you could say right um but uh, no it's happening all over all over the planet you just gotta maybe look at different sources sometimes to get more of that information for some reason um but um no it's happening all over the planet yeah i agree and i don't we don't have any intel on what's actually going on i imagine it's the same thing some sort of underground cleanup or some revolution some sort of you know back and forth moves and counter moves just like it's happening here and everywhere in the world so um let's see what other kind of questions question will there be anyone there able to teach us a little more about remote viewing past life regressions at the conference um i would imagine yeah yeah so margie k is actually going to be there as a vendor and she'll be doing sessions, but I don't, and I think Tony Rodriguez is going to be talking a lot about remote viewing. Bottom line is, yes, there will be people there.
to teach you about remote viewing. And I think Tony Rodriguez plans on talking about that during his presentation as well, um, because that's something he's been into. Or, or if you're talking about a private session or a workshop or something like that, um, there might be some of that people doing that on their own, but there's um, going to be a lot of people that are doing workshops. So a lot of, right. people, yeah, there's so going to be a lot of that too. Right. Right. Um, we already, we already answered that question. What are your thoughts on sleep paralysis? I've only ever had it twice. And that was when I lived in the town called Alice Springs, which is 10 to 15 minute drive from Pine Gap. Uh, I think there's a number of different explanations for sleep paralysis. I think the mainstream doctors, the mainstream doctors explanations are bullshit. They're trying to basically they're, they're denying the obvious. That's, that's just the simplest way to put their explanations. It's yeah. anything but the paranormal, right? anything but right um so i do like i've had a, i've had the sleep paralysis where the, the shadow being is on top of me um it's a full-size person sometimes sometimes it's a little like gremlin type of thing sometimes they're just standing next to me uh most of the time you can't see them but as i got as i like i guess evolved i don't know raise my frequency whatever i don't know what happened i was start i was able to see them and perceive them in the room eventually um sometimes i would be like paralyzed a, a mild paralysis but it wasn't it wasn't an entity it felt more like a technology was being used on me and it was for a completely different reason maybe like an abduction or something either way i don't know if it's just something that naturally happens to people i think it's part of this uh, shadow war this spiritual war that's happening and i think it's like one of the effects that people feel and experience <clears throat> oh any other questions that i missed uh do you have way down the line from you oh if you don't mind um so katie said something about the expanse the show and then Jock said, interesting about The Expanse. Do you find a lot of disclosure in it, or is it just sci-fi? There's oh, a major disclosure. Major, disclosure. major yeah. disclosure in that show. It shows straight up all disclosure. Yeah, there's a whole very interesting thing about The Expanse and the writers. Uh, um, I got to look up the writer's name of The Expanse really quick. Um, but th like the series Colony, like the stuff that Tony Rodriguez talked about, like he was talking about it before the show, the expanse came out and it was like really interesting, like how it's almost curious, like how, if somebody was listening to Tony's testimonies or I don't know. What right. was going it seemed on. like it at least. Yeah. yeah. Something's going on there. Right yeah. As far as like S SSP and uh, off world, anything, the expanse is just like a ton of disclosure and, and all that. So, um, hit the show Halo as well. Like Tyler, I know you're a big fan of a ton right, of SSP. Right. So, um, I mean, I, I don't even know if I should go there with this right now, but there's, <laughs> I, I will just for the hell of it. So, oh, you go know, there. There's a theory that, that Corey Good, you know, took a lot of his testimony from other people, right? And it's like this, this, mm -hmm. whatever. And I don't want to give Corey this much power, but it's interesting. So Corey Good's real name is isn't it like James? James, or James. James Corey Good. Corey's his middle name. 
Right. So the writer of The Expanse is James A. Corey. What? Yeah. And, <laughs> oh, no. and then some Are people, if somebody else brought that to my attention and, and they're like, like, who is this Corey good guy? Really? Like, is he actually taking people's information? I don't know. It's just, just I don't a, know. That's a weird coincidence. Right. <laughs> um, so who knows? Who knows? Um, Aren't the 20... The show, the show Fringe, if you guys haven't watched it, Tyler, just you just finished it recently. That show, that show coincides with these Sands of Time books so much. Yeah. Literally talking about the tears in the universe and the, the, the people coming through the dimensions and the time travel mm -hmm. and everything that happens in that show. It's like they almost read these books. And maybe right. like that's kind of what it feels like. Well, well, that just validate like if there's real that those Sands of Time books are from real information, right? And Fringe is getting their information from real sources as well. You would expect the same information to show up in both, right? So that's that's a good um, testament to the validity of the disclosure in both of them, in my opinion. Um, what was I going to see? What was the other one? Oh, questions. Do you have any? ideas or scenarios you would like to see play out with the situation at the border. So that's actually something I was going to bring up today. And it's only because like, you can't ignore what's happening down there right now. It's very much an infiltration in my opinion uh, there. And if you've seen some of the videos, some of the figures some of the people that are now crossing our border, literally, I'm sorry, stereotype look and are acting like terrorists <laughs> and they're, you know, very smart remarks when they're the media is asking them questions like oh you'll find out who i am like who are you oh, you'll find out who i am type of stuff like they know they're on some mission to come in and infiltrate like who knows there's all kinds mm -hmm. of stuff on twitter right now speculation about you know some mass infiltration and world war three and all this stuff i don't we don't like to feed into that because you know they want everyone to co-create world war three that's what the whole purpose of the deep they state. want and they want mass chaos too they want mass chaos war death just they want right. all of it because that's they have to have that so then they can come in with their solution that they wanted to do in the first place problem reaction solution this is what they do so they so they orchestrate things like this on purpose so then they go, oh, no, we'll come and save the day and implement these things, you know, and right. Oh, no, we have to do this now. And, and then they want people begging for the solution or accepting it outright because your people are that desperate. You know, this is right. not information to the truth or community. I know you guys know all this, but this right. is what they do. Right. So when you understand the nature of what we're seeing on political agendas in the mainstream media and anything like this going on in the world, there's, there's always people behind it, pushing an agenda with it, you know, very rarely things like this, just a natural like thing that just happened, you know, right. It's not it's all, right. all inorganic. It's all anti-life. It's all satanic. Um, right. Right. So, just, you know, stop feeding into it and take your power back. Aren't the what 20... they want you to do is get all caught up in the trauma and feed into it, right? Aren't the 20 and back going to get their pay when the Sarjasar kicks in? I'm just going to be completely honest and and answer the way I feel about that. No. <laughs> I I mean, maybe, yeah, no. I, I, I think that's almost a delusional way of thinking at this point. Like, I don't, 
I don't see Nassar and Jassar just happening and all these people that never well, even knew that they served in a secret space program all of a sudden get these checks and they're all wealthy and I don't I don't see right. that happening. I don't think it's going to happen in the way that a lot of people think it's going to happen um and and that gets propagated a lot on the internet and it's not going to be called Nassar and Jassar and my prob probably I mean maybe but probably not it's not going to happen in that way what's going to happen is so right now, our our money's devalued. Uh, we have all these BS taxes that we shouldn't have. Um, we are paying for things we shouldn't be paying for. Paying to live on the planet we're born on. You know, uh, we're having free energy technology hidden from us. Um, we're being poisoned from every angle. Um, the economy is being destroyed on purpose. We're blah blah blah. Go down the list. All of those all of those things are going to stop. And then instead of technology being used against us things being manipulated against us, it's going to be reversed so that our leaders and uh, and people, and we're going to start doing things to benefit everyone. And our money will actually be worth what it should be in the first place. Um, we won't have all these BS taxes. We won't have to pay for energy. Um, we can, we don't have to work a, a BS nine to five job just to survive, spend all of our time working just to survive. Um, that's the Nisara, if you want to call it that, that's the monetary reset. Um, and we're going to have these new, you know, like in my opinion, XRP, um, and things like that, that are going to be coming for the new financial system, but, but that's going to benefit humanity rather than be used to enslave humanity. Cause that's what obviously you hear about the like CBDCs, central bank, digital currencies and digital everything that they that the cabal wants to control. They want it centralized so they control it, right? Well, blockchain check blockchain technology is decentralized by its very nature. Um, so the best they can do is try to come up with their own like thing that utilizes it that they can control. And they and they're trying to push all these like agendas to do that. But in my opinion, it's not going to work. They're going away anyway. Um and we're gonna see some kind of that technology, but but all the all the other stuff has to happen first. Like the slave system has to go away first. The the poisoning has to go away. The chemtrails, you know, um, the the jab agenda has to stop. Um, the GMOs has to stop. The destroying the planet in every way possible has to stop. You know, the uh, starving people on our planet has to stop. Like we can't even feed billions of people on our own planet. You know right now we can but it's not happening like that has to happen we have to clean up the planet uh provide for everyone the basics you know that they can survive on their own planet they're born on like things like that are going to happen first then we're going to start seeing some of the other things but it's not going to be like like a, a lot of this propagated like oh all at once everyone's going to get millions and millions of dollars and you know all things like that. I don't think it's going to happen that way. That just, that just doesn't. Speaking of, doesn't um, ring true. speaking of the food, that thing I, I sent you the other day that Joe Rogan shared. So there's an article out there that says carbon footprint of homegrown food is five times greater than those grown conventionally. The study found individual garden infrastructure responsible for increased levels of CO2. And Joe Rogan said he shared it and he said, anyone that discourages you, that discourages people from growing their own food is not your friend. Yes. Um, so, exactly. I mean, 
but that's what they're trying to do. They're literally yeah. making you think that it's bad to grow your own garden. It's yeah. bad to eat anything natural that the plant provides. They're like somehow weaponizing. Yeah. They're convincing people that that's a, that that's bad right. so that you don't do it again. What the media tells you, this is what right. it always comes back to reverse it. Um, grow your own food. We kind of That's already answered this question. Grow what kind own. of things do you think will come out of the Tesla papers when it's released aside from energy and med beds? Uh, I mean, we can only speculate, but we kind of already covered like what we think the technology rollout's going to be. Um, what else do we have? Tyler and Aaron, you were hitting it out of the ballpark with your talk. So to the point. Thank you. Thank you. Amanda said they did the same with homeopathy. Yeah, exactly. They demonize right. homeopathy so that you you stick to taking their drugs and any good jabs. Yeah. Any good TV series that have had heaps of truth, disclosure is worth watching. For one fringe, absolutely. Uh Halo. Halo is I've watched that series twice. <laughs> it's SSP disclosure, and season two is getting ready to come out. Um expanse. We talked about that. There's a number of them, but those right off the bat come to mind. Mm -hmm. I was surprised at the disclosure yeah. in Fringe. I really was. Like I, Aaron, yeah. Aaron kept telling me to watch it. I'm like, I'm gonna give it a chance, and it's a little graphic at first, and it kind of turned me off. But then I started. I just gave it a chance because you kept raving about it. It, so gets, it gets the first season has most of that, and then it gets less. Right. But but I realized, like, I'm like, they're telling us the truth here. Like I could I could feel it. Like yeah. this is, it's almost like the X-Files, like the first season was based on real cases. Like I feel like that's what Friend was, the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, speaking, so if you guys like the X-Files, it's basically a newer version of the X-Files. It's very similar. It deals with FBI, you know. Um, but it, I like it better than the X-Files. I mean, I love the X-Files, especially the early seasons of the X-Files. They're fantastic. A lot of disclosure in that too, obviously. But Fringe is even more disclosure and the stories, the characters are better, in my opinion. The story is better. It has more of an overarching story to it that's really interesting than the X-Files doesn't right. really have to that. Um, and it gets a lot deeper than the X-Files with disclosure, in my opinion. Um, yeah, definitely check out Fringe if you haven't yet. Oh, Stargate SG-1. Oh, yeah, definitely. On the disclosure, if you haven't seen that. Definitely Stargate. I feel like that's the same way. I feel like there was an actual Stargate program and the episodes were written off of the mission briefings. Like, Absolutely. I feel, I feel like I that's guarantee you that's the case. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, the movie came out first and then the show was like a continuation. Right, but, but I think the movie had some obviously disclosure, but I think the show had more. The show had more, definitely. Yeah. But the movie was based, in my opinion, probably off of a real that was probably all real that happened. And then the show was, like you said, at least at the beginning, was probably all real uh, things that happened. Um, question, have either of you read Carlos Castaneda? Castaneda? Yes, Castaneda. I still find benefit in his books and his description of archons without calling them that is so powerful. I've never read them, so Aaron, this one's all you. I, I have almost all of his books, actually. Yeah, and I've read. I've only read one of them all the way through, and then I've read like a little bit of a, of a bunch of other ones. I need to get on that but um yeah absolutely absolutely those books are amazing ton of just wisdom in those books and spiritual truths and then also yeah he talks about literally the archons um and it's all true <laughs> like and, and we look at what like david ike says and what the gnostics 
said like it all lines up it's all they're all talking about the same beings right uh, yeah absolutely Carl, carlos castaneda books are amazing so this next question i'm excited about do you think watching dark dystopic movies drops our frequency 100 percent. yes 100 percent. and not only that i'm going to take it a step further so whenever i started uh when the attacks started for me after my mother passed away i um it, I, I became afraid of the dark. I literally was, I didn't know what was happening to me. I was an adult and I was afraid to go to bed because it was the most horrific things that I could ever even, you can't even verbally relay it to somebody. If you've been under some of those heavy attacks, you know what I'm talking about. But, um, you know, I was, I was in a fearful place at the time. I hadn't gone through my awakening. I didn't know that I could do anything about it. And I realized that if I watched a scary movie, like it would drop me into this state of fear and I would, I could guarantee I would be attacked that night. Like something was coming. I was like letting something in. And after years and years of like learning more and more and researching this, like exhausting the topic of sleep paralysis, I completely understood what was happening. Like when you play those scary movies, it's not just lowering your frequency, like the black box technology, like Sherry Divban talks about it literally is opening a portal into your living room for negative entities. I think it's like granting them access into your home and it's playing like, like William Tompkins talked about in TRW, they were doing the uh, ELFs, the extremely low, the hypnotic frequencies. They were able to pump a hip, uh, inaudible hypnotic frequency through the soundtrack of a movie and mm. basically penetrate your skull and bypass the conscious mind into the subconscious mind and program you and 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 literally cause you like unbeknownst to you they can make you get up and like go open the door like they could they can literally do stuff like that so if they can put the thoughts into your head there's no there's no way that entities can't travel through those same frequencies and i realized that uh i i literally couldn't watch and still can't watch scary movies because i know exactly what's happening i'm so hypersensitive to all that now um, I don't even give it a give it a chance. Um, uh, back whenever I was my party days and girls wanted to watch scary movies and I and I told them I didn't want to. Oh, you're a pussy. You can watch scary movies, but you're not a man. All that stuff. I'm I, I could care less. I'm like I don't give a fuck. Like you're not living what I'm living right now. So, uh, right. It's it's not a game. It did. What do you think when you get on Netflix? All you see is scary movies and satanic stuff and. And like they're just constantly bombarding us with these dark dystopian mm -hmm. horror films that are all right. literally opening portals into people's living rooms and mind controlling them. And they have everything. No yeah, let's just simplify everything you watch, everything you listen to, everything you expose yourself to in any way, it's going to affect you and to different degrees, depending on, you know, where you're at um and how much protection you put up and all that stuff but it's going to affect you so why would you why would you conscious of that you know let's remember everything's frequency energy and vibration right so if i if i'm constantly watching scary movies or movies that have a very low frequency what's that going to do that's going to lower my frequency what's that going to do now all these beings that are at this lower frequency and especially like in a lot of these four movies they're basically doing black magic it's basically like spells and stuff yeah it is and stuff um 
all now now i'm literally opening the door i'm inviting them in basically and i'm lowering myself closer to their frequency where they can now attach to me and they can get to me and this is how people end up with entity attachments and stuff like that you know alcohol does the same thing if you drink a ton you're lowering frequency and you're getting these entity attachments well, that's what was really interesting about Jack Doubleday's recent interview with that girl, I think Leah Ray or something, but she was talking she worked in, she was a, she's a, I forgot what she does now. She's like a healer, I guess. I can't mm-hmm. remember, but she worked in the bar scene for a while and she was a massage therapist and she would see like dark entities on people. She, that's, she had this gift. Then she worked in the bar scene in a club and she was like doing bottle service and she would literally see demons on people like in, in in the bars like she would see the demon and she couldn't even like work or be around certain people and uh, some of the she was in miami so a lot of the celebrities and stuff would come in and and she would like she said they had the worst ones and and yeah. and she asked somebody and they're like oh that yeah that's because he, he sold his soul like and somebody already yeah. knew it and she's like oh that's a real thing and he, then they explained like yeah it's like somebody else knew about it too and like yeah. So and then like the people that sold their soul, they have this dark entity that's like constantly behind them all the time that we can't see, but people like her can see. But she she said in the bar scene is was like rampant with these dark archons, I guess you could call it. Right. Um, That's like a feeding ground for them. Right. 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 And then there's a whole thing where that like they just they just hang out in there and sometimes they wait for you to like drop in frequency enough with you know, Mm -hmm. you just take that last shot that puts you over the edge. And then right. that's oh the entity hops in and and now oh, oh Steve isn't the same person when he drinks well he's not because he just let this entity in and maybe there's an entity that hangs out around Steve all the time and whenever he gets drunk then he comes in and takes over and you're like you know it's literally not the same person right uh, who's it Barry Barry Littleton talked about this during his talk um, last year at our conference where um, he had a whole story of like somebody that was at a bar and got all these entity attachments and um he helped like remove them i think but yeah like this is real this is real stuff like right it's true all very real um and and your frequency like what frequency you're at like you said if you're at too high of a frequency they're not able to get to you they're not able to attach to you this is why it's so important to keep your frequency high and um you know obviously don't you we're no one's perfect and there's gonna be times that we're down or times that we're but that's why it's so important to be conscious of that to to move well, through your emotions to work through things qu- as quickly as possible and then you're able to raise your frequency back up get in nature as much as possible do things you love as much as possible get in your heart you know why and do you think they're not able to get to you they're not able to stay attached to you at least in that in that case and and one of the ways that they they utilize us to or how they attach to us is through sexual energy and that's why right. they want a hyper sexualized hyper sexual right. society like everything right. is sex 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 it's porn is promoted. Th- everything's promoted right why do you think it's promoted and why do you think porn is free and and what happens also is if you're going to a bar where all these entities are and you have one too many and so does somebody else and now you guys have these entities and and you have a one night stand or maybe one person has an entity and the other one doesn't like I'm literally I'm telling you like this sounds crazy but I call them STDs sexually transmitted demons like I think like you can literally pass an entity on that way or something of that nature can happen I, it's just a very dark playground that I don't think people fully understand. And 
like that parasitic consciousness like mo most of the time all the cravings that you have for sex and drugs and alcohol is because it's not your craving it's an entity it's a parasite exactly uh and i've i've heard many stories of people that um they would have cravings or they'd have these uh desires and emotions and things like that because of the entity and then as soon as the entity was cleared they lost all that immediately as soon as the entity was cleared off of them it's real that's why I, it's from the entity it's not even their own stuff my stepdad so he's interesting he had like a couple near-death experiences three possibly four um near-death experiences and he's Amazing. like he's he just can't die and <laughs> but at one time he also had something some surgery on his neck and he had like a blood transfusion or something i don't know he got blood from somebody else and he's like he's like extremely like low vibe in the fact that like he drinks and smokes and does all this stuff but he's also like hyper aware of some things it's really interesting the mm -hmm. role he's playing here as a human is interesting to me but he noticed whenever he got the blood transfusion, he started, he picked up new addictions and habits and mm -hmm. he, and he knew he's like, he knew innately that it wasn't his, he got the, they were the other person's, uh, whoever's blood, blood that was. The blood of that person's. Yeah. Right. And he like somebody who's just not into all this stuff he just to in like have that insight and intuitively understand that all these sudden cravings and he became like really angry too like he got like like obnoxious like obnoxiously angry like not and not normal for mm -hmm. him uncharacteristic for him and he's like i'm telling you it's not my blood it's this other person's blood like he's in me like he, he can feel it i'm mm -hmm. like that's crazy we didn't even think about that <laughs> yeah that's that's real and yeah. there's uh, and people that have had like organ transplants they suddenly get stuff from the, the person that organ was from and they don't mm -hmm. know why when they when they when they research that person it lines up perfectly with like what they who they were and what they were dealing with um yeah this stuff's real man like it, it's you know undeniable in my opinion um, guardians of the galaxy yeah that's another one disclosure oh yeah guardians of the galaxy absolutely uh jack said yeah we are star wars before star trek yeah Jack said, yeah, Leah Ray, energy healer and reader of the Akashic Records. That's right. Uh, I had, I've had many readings with her, super sweet woman. Yeah, go check out her website. I'm actually going to reach out to her. I would love to interview her too. Um, I think it would be a fantastic conversation. So go subscribe to Jack's channel and go watch that interview. Mm. Katie said, I know a girl who hated coffee before liver transplant and likes it now. Yeah, exactly. Perfect example. Right. Whoever the, the person that that liver was from loved coffee. And now she does because she got that person's liver. It transferred into her. Uh, Amanda said courting happens too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Courting. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Entities do attach to through sex. Yeah. They, they, they enter, yeah. they enter, they attach through your sacral chakra. That's why they want us in our lower chakras all the time. And that's why they try to manipulate. I mean, that's literally how they right. manipulate us. Like if you can control your sexual desires, then you can, you can take control of your life. Like if you're constantly right. giving your power away to that, then it's. Uh, and they're, feed, they're feeding off the energy that you're producing through your, yeah, through your emotions, through your, um, you know, and all then, the 
off. They're feeding off of that. That's why they attach you in the first place. They're feeding off of you. Right. And then you, you take it a step further. Like Max Spears used to talk about the Russian spies. They would come over and have sex with like our high ranking people within the shadow mm -hmm. government and stuff. And they would talking about the Akashic records. So everyone has keys and codes that only you have access to. But somehow through intercourse, like they were able to obtain information through the act of intercourse, right? And bring that information back to whatever, Russia or whatever. And they they could get specific information that people were holding on to. They might have been only in their head or something. Right. And uh, it was it sounds crazy, but I mean, we're talking like levels that we just don't understand here. And that, he also talked about like all the elites and everything. They have all their meetings in the astral before they even before mm -hmm. they even have a meeting in the physical if they need to. Right. And he said that the Hilton hotels was one of the places where they would do that. Like mm -hmm. um, somehow like they create these hotels, which it's like a tech. There's a technology being used There's a frequency that makes it easier to access some of these some of these realms. And uh, I don't know, man, everything's not what we think it is. Yep. Um, in the words of uh, the late, great Jordan Maxwell, nothing works the way you think it does. Nothing. <laughs> exactly. Boy, is that true. <laughs> Literally nothing works the way you think it does and nothing is what it appears to be, basically, on the surface right. level. Um. So, guys, we're, we're at the end of the... Uh... We're at the end of the chat here. So thank you guys so much for joining us uh, again. If you're interested, we would love to see you out at the conference. The tickets are available. Rebelsofdisclosure.com, May 13th yes. through the 16th, Grafton, Illinois. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it. You know, we have the, the bonfires. That's the best part. Like, I don't know if you guys saw the video that I posted. It was like a compilation of the last two years of like everybody just having fun. And like when I put it together, it actually brought a tear to my eye. Cause I mean, obviously if you weren't there, it doesn't mean anything to you, but it's just like such a family friendly thing. And I don't know the camaraderie and the experiences, like, like you can remove all the speakers away and just like, and from the conference and just have the get together. And it's just, this is just as right. amazing, you know? Right. Exactly. And that's the best but, part of it by far. The speakers right. are like a bonus. But then you get to hang out with the speakers too. Right. They're not like separate, you know, we're all hanging out together. So, and it's not at like a corporate hotel. It's a very warm, right. it's a very warm lodge on, uh, I don't know how many acres. A lot of acres. Basically nature. you're in nature, in the woods. Yeah. I mean, it's a very, it's so different. It just has such a cool vibe. Like it's a place you would want to hang out anyway. And exactly. And so. And then we're, every night we do a bonfire and a sky watch. You can kind of choose which you want to do or do both or just hang yeah, out. We have we have a couple like surprises in store for people too. Like there's some stuff that's not on the schedule that's going to be there. So uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's you know, and there's some stuff we're just going to wing it. We're going to the Cahokia Mounds afterwards on Friday again. So anybody who wants to come to the Cahokia Mounds can stay and... Uh, we'll do a, like a little field trip there again. That was crazy. How many people last year, we just kind of announced it oh. at the conference and like, I would say 50% of the people came like at least 60 people. Yeah. Came yeah. And, yeah. Or maybe, yeah, at least maybe more. Seventy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was a good, uh, good turnout and a lot of fun. And we recorded some of our documentary there, but 
uh, who knows? It's all weather permitting, you know, but it, we mm -hmm. do, we do plan on doing that. So, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're There's, there is Sasquatch in the area as well. Every year, somebody okay. has a Sasquatch, somebody or multiple people have Sasquatch experiences. Um, James and James Rink and a whole Amory and a whole bunch of people and, and Jessica Jones. I mean, they got some really yeah. compelling audio. Yeah. Um, from, from going up in that in the night hike in the woods that night there's so many trails in the area too uh there's just miles and miles of trails through like the cliffs and yeah. the bluffs and the woods and and there's actually a ski resort on the other side of the the, the mountain there and i didn't even know this until oh is there i didn't even know that yeah but they you know what they <laughs> also even... have is one of those gravity slides that you start at the top of the mountain and you just oh go. wait duh. yeah i saw that yeah, i yeah. saw that my okay yeah that's right i forgot right. about that yeah but it, yeah that looks kind of cool that does look awesome yeah I wanted, I wanted to do that at some point um yeah so and also guys our patreon if you haven't signed up for our patreon uh that link is in the description and it's only five dollars a month fifty five dollars a year if you sign up for the year, you basically get a, a month free, but we do our exclusive webinars over there, bonus content, stuff that's you're not going to find on YouTube and Rumble. And the next webinar coming up is actually the Q operation webinar. And yes, I, it's honestly like it was one that I wasn't even going to include on the list when we did the poll on YouTube, but it won by a long shot. And I'm really glad it did because it actually like diving back into that like it's this is probably the most fun i've had putting together a webinar it's going fun. back going back to that time of our lives like when all the, like i forget how much actually happened and what like what how it a lot went down yeah right you're like and, oh yeah and that. to have the perspective we have now and and like take a whole new approach at this and look at it through a new lens and bring in some of these technologies like that we just don't didn't quite understand i don't want to spoil anything so i'm not going to give anything away but we're planning on doing that one on February 18th, um, Sunday, February 18th, probably four or five in the afternoon, but that is going to be the next one. It was going to be on the 11th, but we realized that was Super Bowl Sunday and and we just didn't, and, it just didn't and I know right. that I know the 17th probably would have been a more appropriate day to, to do it on because 17. We could, we can do it on we could Saturday, still, we on could Saturday change it. the 17th. Yeah. Because uh, it's um, Web, so you know. so much confusion on Q. Yeah, there is. So so that's what we're gonna we're we're gonna clarify a lot of that too. We're gonna go back to day one, the very beginning, the origins of it, and bring you up until we think it became basically just turned into something that it just like people lo it lost its way. Right, and then and, like all these people ran with their own narratives of what it you know, and that's just people. And it just got so convoluted and just turned into something that obviously didn't make sense and that's what the media mm -hmm. loves running with so right when you look into it there's things you just simply can't ignore and we're going to talk about some of that stuff and if you don't like donald trump then don't watch this webinar because he comes up <laughs> a lot but Sorry, you can't advance, i mean you it's literally me. all part of the operation and i think we're going to get into a lot of stuff that most people really didn't even understand at the time and still don't understand if you weren't into all this when it was happening and it might make things make a lot more sense. And it would explain a lot of what we're seeing now. Um, it's it's I'm excited about it. So uh, sign up for the Patreon for that. And uh, you in during the webinar, there is going to be a live chat also. So we usually don't interact with the chat too much, but we do monitor it. And if anybody in 
like Jack always has something to say to add value to the webinar. And we're <laughs> so like, it's, it's funny, yep. you know, like um, sometimes, you know, if you have something to chime in and add, we'll, we'll talk about it, but it's going to be a lot of fun and uh, it will eventually be public eventually. And then we're also, so we, I did a voice of God webinar. Aaron was in Egypt at the time and I had done a voice of God presentation um, locally one time. And I just took, I had that presentation just sitting in my file and I was like, I'm going to do this webinar while Aaron's in Egypt. And I did my presentation and it was really good and it was awesome. And YouTube took our channel down and I never saved, I never saved it. We didn't have it backed up. So we're going to redo the voice of God webinar, but it's going to be on, we're, we're going to do it off of Patreon. We're just going to redo it on Rumble one Sunday. We don't know when yet. Um, and we're going to add to it and it's going to be better. I mean, both of us are going to be doing it. So uh, we're going to revamp that and uh, put that one back in our library. So uh, we're not going to let them win because that actually is very important to technology and understanding what's going on there and, and how it plays into like the school shootings and the targeted individuals and, and even secret space program type of stuff. So um, is there anything else? Is there anything else to I'm missing there? Um, here's just an interesting little fact that Jock just said in the chat. Said yoga was originally practiced as hygiene to defend against archons. There, I said it. Yes, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. I never thought about that. I would not doubt that at all. Yoga was originally practiced to defend against archons. Yeah, I believe that. I um, believe it. Yeah, would not. Guys, I can't recommend the Sands of Time books enough. Um, they're both like the first two are like 500 page books. Yeah, and they're amazing. And I've they're read like them 35 both. bucks each. They're kind of expensive, but they're worth it. There's a, there's seven books in the series. Seven books. Um, I've literally like, I've read these books in record time. I, I, I flew through the first one in three days and it was like 400 and something pages. And then the second one is 500 and something pages and I'll be done with it tonight. And then I have the third one book. on the. That's book one. This is book one. Yeah. And then I have the third one, third one on the way, the isomer protocol. Um, I've been having a lot of like time travel dreams lately. Like since the first of the year, I've been having like off the charts, intense, like recall dreams, whatever. I don't know what's going on. And reading these books is activating me in a whole different level. And it's just really interesting what's going on with me personally right now. And uh, it's like I'm just like remembering stuff at the same time. So it's really cool. But I can't recommend these books enough. Um, they are a little pricey, but I, I think you can get the PDFs. I don't even think I think you might be able to get to find the PDFs for free. You can find the PDFs for free, but Tyler and I like reading the physical. We like I, I have to read the physical. Like when I just right. don't I can't read the screen. Especially this long of a book, these long of books. Right. Like I can't read that much on the screen. Right. Um and yeah. it's just awesome having the physical. I like having the physical. Okay. So I think we're going to go ahead. And you're supporting Sean David Morton, which is, all you know. Right. He's, he's a amazing uh, force, you know, still still going. Um. Anyway, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap this up, guys. Thank you so much for being here with us tonight. Uh, this is a lot of fun. Thank you for the questions. And um, yes, thank you guys.
this Sunday, we're going to upload another presentation from the conference this past year, probably Jock's presentation, actually. Uh, so look hey, look out for that on Sunday. And then oh, also, we just uploaded today, earlier this morning, Alexia Eisenhower's episode, episode 150. It was um, Vampires, Reptilians, and Royal Bloodlines. One of my favorite episodes. So good. She does like a whole slideshow presentation, and we have an amazing conversation. And it's a real deep dive into the whole subject. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. I was watching some of it again today after I put it up and you know, we, you can't retain everything that we talk about in every episode. So like some of it was new to me again. I'm like, this is really good. Uh, so I, yeah. I go check that out if you haven't. And it, it's a good one. And luckily we thought we lost it, but Aaron had it saved in some secret hard drive somewhere and he found it. <laughs> I had it on my external hard drive. Right. Yeah. I, I thought I lost it though. Yeah. We thought we lost it at first, but um, nope. Anyway, all right, guys. Good night. Bye. We love you all. Love you all. And until next time, have a great evening. Good night, good night guys.